Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back to centralcoastradio.com. Well, uh, now we're going to take a look at one of the big films that is out in cinemas right now. And Kyle's jumped behind the microphone as well, so welcome, mate. Hey, David. How are you doing? I'm going really well. Now, we're going to take a look at Renfield, which is the movie that I know a lot of people out there are referring to as that Nicolas Cage vampire (laughs) movie. And sure enough, it's directed by Chris McKay, and the film is told through the eyes of Dracula, played by Nicolas Cage, 
told through the eyes of his familiar, which basically means servant Renfeld, played by Nicholas Holt, who is beginning to grow tired of having to go out in the modern world every night and bring Dracula home his dinner, which is normally made up of completely innocent people because he prefers them that way. Now, Renfield finds himself in the middle of a self-help group for people in toxic relationships, and soon he realizes that he is just as bad off as those around him who are talking about their relationships that often involve domestic violence. Meanwhile, a local cop, Rebecca, played by Aquafina, is on a mission. She wants to get revenge for her father, who was supposedly killed at the hands of Tedward Lobo, played by Ben Schwartz. And Rebecca finds a way to bring Tedward in for the new, a new crime, but she's shocked to learn that nearly all of her colleagues are corrupt, and she even feels that her sister Kate, played by Camille Chen, is no help. Through a chance meeting, Rebecca meets Renfield, and while she originally believes that he is a hero, she soon starts to uncover his dark secrets. Then she is left having to make a choice about a man who is technically a serial killer himself. Now, mate... Uh, I, I suppose our listeners are keen to know straight off. Are you a Nicolas Cage fan? And what did you think of this film? Of course I'm a Nicolas. How can <laughs> how can somebody be a fan of movies and not be a fan of Nicolas Cage? I know a few people that absolutely hate him. It's so yeah. weird. But I've got, had people over the years when I've said that he's one of my favorites have gone, how can you like that man? I hate him. It's like, I love him. <laughs> I know he, he definitely has like his phases and like, I know uh, right now he's in very much his, I guess, meme phase of being this this crazy, uh, even more crazy than he was in the early nineties, <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of performer. But yeah, um, I mean that that's of course like the big big draw of this film is the idea of it's Nicolas Cage playing Dracula. Like really, nothing else really matters in the movie. Um, to I think to a lot of people, just the fact that he's playing Dracula, and I think he's he really is the big, like he really is the big sailing point. Like it his like this bizarre performance that he puts on, like really steals the show and he he's like he's in full ham like the entire time like just eating up the scenery like just just as he is but i i really liked the way that the movie was put together that it that it was this like toxic relationship was at the heart of it between between him and and nicholas holt's renfield character and that it like there's a scene in it, probably one of my favorite scenes in it is when uh dracula confronts nicholas holt um renfield after he's pretty much trying to trying to distance himself from dracula and it's like it's full on like a a a domestic dispute like an odd couple like a a couple's domestic dispute where's my dinner kind of thing and it's just bizarre but it's hilarious at the same time um another part i really loved was the uh really the opening uh like you can tell it's it's a it's a joke movie right from the start because they used the footage from the uh the 1931 dracula movie with bella lugosi yeah. and they're like superimpose the actors into that i love that and yeah. um yeah just yeah what did you think of it david i was actually gonna ask you do, do you yeah. think nicholas cage thought he was vincent price when he was doing <laughs> this film because there was like i i was trying to think about it today all day and i was thinking he kind of approaches the role 
um, like you said, with that kind of 1930s horror feel, but also at mm. the same time, there's a lot of Shakespearean kind of acting behind that role as well. And it kind of reminded me of some of the Vincent Price roles that he'd done um, over the years. But I I'm like you, I thought this film was a great comedy. It's got great elements of horror in it and it's got some great action sequences as well. Mm. But I thought the screenwriters took some very brave, decisions um with this film and one of the reasons why i say that is because this film actually looks at the fact that renfold is not exactly a victim himself um mm. he's done a lot of terrible things over the years and even though he likes to tell people oh dracula made me do it the reason that that happened was because of his greed in the early days he wanted to make money off um dracula and got sucked into the game I thought that was pretty interesting because it's obvious that the writers of this film are using domestic violence and toxic relationships as a basis for the film. So mm. for them to like kind of openly have this storyline of, well, you're not exactly a victim yourself, buddy, is like kind of a brave move, I thought. But I thought the writers really, really nailed this film. Um, I find a lot of movies that try to mix genres like this film does ends up letting one of the sides down or letting one of the sides dominate but this film it kind of has those comedic moments those um one-liners and stuff that really work there's some great action sequences in here as well where nicholas holt and aquafina take on the bad guys and mm -hmm. those scenes are, are pretty creative and even the way that they bring gore into this film i thought was really interesting i was I wasn't sure what to expect from that. I thought it was interesting that while this film was being released by Universal, it was getting a lot of publicity from monster pictures here in Australia. And normally monster go for the more gritty kind of horror cult films. So yeah. I was kind of wondering what was going to be that element in there that, that saw that kind of marriage between the two companies almost. And then when I watch it and you see scenes of like Nicholas Holt hacking off someone's arms and like blood splurting out and stuff like that. Oh, it, that's it made, where. Yeah. It made perfect sense. But also yeah. the writers and also the directors do it in such a, an, a good way. Like there's one scene where there's like a huge body count and a massive amount of blood being splattered. And then the actors just walk over the corpses at the end, like nothing's <laughs> happened. And it's like, that's actually really well done the way that they've done that. And yeah, sometimes the comedy does get in the way. There's a couple of times in there where I think um, Aquafina like kind of gave a comedy look when she didn't have to, like mm. there's a scene where she's walking down the hall after like a um, bit of a, a interaction with her sister. And she's looking over her shoulder almost at the camera with this look on her face. And it's like, you don't need to do that, but I just see her as an actress that's been growing and growing in her roles recently to the point where um, she can now do a movie like this where she can't rest on comedy. And it was the same with um, the Marvel movie that she made as well, where it was like, you can't get out of this film by just being funny. You're going to have to do some stunts. You're going to have to do some action sequences. And I think she's got to the point now where she can do that, which is really good. Um, what did you think of Nicholas Holt's performance here as well? Because I thought he had an interesting role. He is someone that normally, a, a character that's normally an audience would despise, but they've got to like him in this film. So what did you think of his performance? Yeah, I liked him. He he is kind of, um, 
it, it's hard to say. Like he is kind of overshadowed, of course, by some of the other more outlandish performances in the movie. But I thought that he he really brought kind of a a real likability to the role. Like you do, you like him straight away, even despite what he's supposed to be doing. I mean, it's been about 125 years since the Dracula novel was first written, and I think this is the first. I believe this is one, at least one of the first um, productions of any sort that's really focused on that Renfield character. Yeah. At, at least, like, for it to not be a, um, you know, like a, a, for for him to actually be the the pro, the protagonist, and yeah. I think that kind of, it was reflected well in in the story that like yeah he he's a guy that basically his entire. Um, his entire existence is defined by the fact that he's Dracula's bitch, basically. Yes. And I really, I thought that he brought like a, a good amount of comedy to the role. I thought he worked really well in the action scenes. I, I, I really did like Aquafina in 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 some of the comedy scenes and in some of the drama. But I, I did think that she was a little out of a out of element in the action scenes myself. I thought that they used they had to use a lot of editing and. Um, a lot of stunt people like cleared to to try to to carry her throughout the the stunt scenes. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Like uh, other than that, like I, I it it really is a fun film for just like how how what a bloodbath the 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 action scenes turn into. Like yeah. that, I think it the movie is at its best when the elements of it are going so ridiculously over the top in the same way that they kind of reflect um Nicolas Cage's own performance like he he's playing it completely over the top for laughs and when the gore and the violence and the actions completely over the top that's great i i think that sometimes when the story really focused on the um the lobos crime family and um and Aquafina's characters, like uh, her vendetta against them, I thought that kind of basically it felt like it was two or three steps away from what we should be focusing on. Yeah. Um. So in those parts, like it just felt like that was something that that fit in a completely different film. But when it did focus on Renfield and when it focused on Dracula and their their that dynamic and that that toxic relationship and the ridiculousness and the comedy of it, I thought it was, I thought it worked really well. Yeah. I was just going to say with the Nicholas Holt performance, I thought his performance here was a lot like his performance in warm bodies where he's kind mm. of playing this character that normally an audience wouldn't like, but mm. he does it with such kind of charm and like this purely natural performance that you just end up liking him so uh yeah. and and he in a way he's kind of got the same pressure on his shoulders as what nicholas cage has got because he's got this heavy weight of literature history like over his shoulders of his character that's come out of um literature and has like people of all ages loving the character so yeah he had a very interesting role that he had to go into and i think i thought he did it really really well I guess mm. the big question now is, what are you going to give this one out of five and why? I'm going to give this three out of five because I did have a whole lot of fun watching it. I just feel like it's it's a movie that could have been a lot more of a uh, a better story, I guess. I think I think basically the story needed a bit of work. Um, 
but when when it focused on just the ridiculousness and the comedy and the action and all that stuff, I, I was I was really I was having a blast of a time. So it it is really a fun movie, but I think it could have been a little bit better. So three out of five for me. Yeah, I'm going to give it three and a half out of five. I thought what really uh, lifted it for me was the performances of the the three main actors and also the fact that the writers took some um, pretty good risks with this film and it paid off. So uh, Kyle gives Renfield three stars. I give it three and a half stars. It's got a general release, so just check your local cinema guide to see when it is screening near you. You are on centralcoastradio.com and we'll be back in just a moment. listening to centralcoastradio.com well we've all jumped into the studio right now because we're celebrating everything Nicolas Cage this week as we take a look at Renfeld and we're actually going to take a little trip around the group tonight as we talk about what is our favorite Nicolas Cage movie each of us are going to say it so uh let's kick it off with Harley Harley what is your favorite Nicolas Cage movie and why well, it's funny because I'm, I'm not a big Nicolas Cage fan and I can't really remember why that is. I think usually the movies that came out that featured him, I just always... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Saw as being terrible, so I really didn't want to see them. And there was there's all these moments I would see of him of just like this weird overacting stuff he'd do, and then I don't know. It was just it just never. <laughs> Never caught on with me. And I think when I found out that Tim Burton was making a Superman film that starred Nicolas Cage, I'm like, why the hell would you cast him as Superman? But, um, you know, I, I remember back in the day, he came over here filming, I believe, in mm-hmm. Melbourne. Um, yeah. He did filming, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Ghost Rider. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, there's a second one, particularly. Um, I, I really liked that film. But, um, Again, like I, I, because I was interested in the character more than him, that that's why I saw that film. But actually, this year I saw that movie, The uh, uh, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yeah, and there's just such a self-referential, like <laughs> self-degrading kind of thing. It is so funny. Like the fact that he's willing to do that, kind of make fun of himself, was so entertaining. So that by far is my favorite nicholas cage movie awesome. i love that one as well that was it's like he's he's really at a meme uh yeah part of his career right now <laughs> he's just done so many crazy things over the last 20 years that that now it, like the roles that he's in are just really uh playing up on that i believe yeah, and because he did actually end up voicing Superman too in um Teen yeah. Titans, so yeah, but, yeah. but it's really it was really interesting because when he did Ghost Rider, one of the things that they had to cover up on him was his Superman and Ghost Rider uh, tattoos, tattoos, yeah. um <laughs> because it would have been too difficult to explain. So I think uh, his his Ghost Rider would have been the kind of person to get a tattoo of Ghost Rider on himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I think the scene they were talking about is early on in the movie when he's changing, like before his Ghost Rider. So it's like maybe they should have just CG'd it so that the um the tattoo appeared as he's transforming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa, I've got a tattoo now. <laughs> so Kyle, what is your favorite Nicolas Cage movie and why? Uh, yeah, I've got a I've got a few of his that I'm I'm a fan of. Like growing up, he I, I knew him of course as more of the action movie guy uh i know that he was in a lot more um i guess a lot more uh brainy movies <laughs> before that like leaving <laughs> las vegas and like he, he was known a lot more for his dramatic work but he did pretty much a what i i think they call the nicholas cage flying through the air trilogy of movies where he did back to back the rock con air and my personal favorite face off all back to back and all three of those movies end with uh, a finale action scene which has him flying through the air because of an explosion <laughs> or a crash or something <laughs> all three of them back to back it was great but all three of all three of these movies are, are, are great but um face off i think is is my uh favorite because it's the first time that i'd really seen him just go completely off the rails as uh as well, I guess as Sean Archer and as Caster Troy being able to play like these two different 
characters along with uh, John Travolta. It's also, I think, um, John Woo's only good American movie that he made. Like he made, like John Woo came over, he made quite a few duds, I guess, that were butchered or, or whatever. Then and went back to Hong Kong. But yeah, this is the this is the one that really stuck. It was it it kept all the crazy. How was it like? gun opera or a ballet uh, ballet of, of violence or however you want to <laughs> put it but <laughs> the action scenes they're crazy and yeah just uh nicholas cage and john travolta i guess it's it's a it's a twofer you get two for the price of one of two crazy overacting <laughs> performers <laughs> uh just given the, these crazy uh performances in this movie so yeah that one that's probably my, probably my favorite and um yeah, the it's it's one that's referenced uh, quite a bit in uh, unbearable uh, weight of massive talent as well. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, with the um the the Madame Tussauds big figure of himself, the life size statue. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, what's that? It's horrible. How much <laughs> I want it. <laughs> I. Yeah. I... I remember that film coming out and it was such a big deal and it was raved about so much and like everyone wanted to see it mm. and I, I didn't get to see it at the cinema so eventually I saw it was on TV but I only caught one, one scene which was him dressed as a priest or whatever <laughs> just bopping about in the street like an idiot and I thought I can't watch this movie and switched it off <laughs> that's, I think that's one of his one of his earliest scenes in the movie as well yeah I, it's like, I, I was just thing. like no nah, I'm not watching this <laughs> first thing is him dressed as a priest grabbing a girl's ass it's yeah like, that's it's right <laughs> I'll drop another little bit of trivia in here Nicholas Cage started his acting career under his um original name which is Nicholas Coppler of course mm. Lee, now it's your turn. What's your favourite Nicolas Cage movie and why? Oh, wow. Um, now, opposite to Harley, I have always been a Nicolas Cage fan, <laughs> you know, in the early days. I think I like his earlier work even more, you know, than the stuff that he's doing right now. Not to say I don't like this stuff. It's just I really like the older, the older films. So I had a lot of trouble picking one because... I'm just going to list quite a few because when I looked up on IMDb how many mentions he has in film, 422. <laughs> so I feel like if I do a top like few, that's okay because, you know, there's so many to choose from. But I really love Ghost Rider, National Treasure, Gone in 60 Seconds, 8mm, The Rock, City of Angels, Face off, left behind. But my number one, because I won't go into depth about all those ones, but my number one is Con Air. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've always been fascinated with prison movies and escapes and fugitives and all that kind of stuff and um, I guess the psyche of people and trying to work people out. Um, so in this storyline, um, he plays someone who's just been paroled He's heading back on a flight, but he's on a prison transport flight with the worst criminals in history, basically. It, it becomes a, a situation where there's an escape and he becomes a fugitive, but he was not in the planning of the escape. So there's lots and lots of action in this film. There's the 
does he become one of them or does he become a hero storyline? And then there's some really out there characters. So you've got um, John Malkovich playing Cyrus the Virus. Um, <laughs> and you've got John Cusack playing the U.S. Marshal, um, Vince Larkin. Um, you've got a pretty big past in this. Like there's Steve Buscemi is a psycho character. Oh, great. he is a terrible character, but so <laughs> fascinating. Something that's just years later, because I haven't seen it for a while. One thing I remember is him talking about how he wore someone's head as a hat. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, just, you know, when you talk about prisoners, these are the prisoners that you think will never um, get better. Like, they're always going to be a danger to society, and he's out there. He's escaped. So, yeah, so that is why I like this story. And, of course, you know, you've got his love interest and and he's a dad as well, so he's trying to get home to his daughter. So you've got the family storyline. You've got the interaction with John Cusack's character as the agent. And, yeah, it's all intertwined with some really out there characters. I mean, it's yeah. a movie where uh, where Nicolas Cage is probably one of the least crazy characters in the entire movie. Oh, for <laughs> sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a little bit like Lee. I um I had a little bit of a Nicolas Cage wall when I was at film school with his posters <laughs> on my wall because there were so many I liked. But yeah, I love eight millimeter. Um, I love the Crudes even. Um. Some of his newer films I really liked. I really liked Pig, um, which is pretty much John Wick, but with a truffle pig. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Color Out of Space, I like. I even like Season of the Witch, um, oh, yeah, which like is that. a really interesting film. But my all-time favorite is uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. Um, oh, yeah. Very good ab- film. Absolutely love that film. Like, Gone in 60 Seconds was Kind of I can around. still remember back in the day loving that film when it came out. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely loved it. I had a poster on my wall. I love the soundtrack even. People like Moby um, doing the soundtrack, which was absolutely amazing. But uh, uh, I think I it was one of those movies where I reckon I went and saw it nine or ten times when it first came out in the cinema. I love the car. It's my dream one day to own Eleanor, the car that's in Gone in 60 (laughs) Seconds. But to me, it was like it came out at that time when Fast and Furious was kind of really fresh. So it was kind of like in that vein, but you couldn't call it a ripoff because it was, of course, the remake of of an earlier film. So, indie film yeah yeah but it was just to me it was just an amazing film memphis rain is this interesting kind of criminal who is called back into the life to try and save his brother and he's got cops coming after him you've got um giovanna ribisi you've got angelina jolly scott khan um james duvall will Patton, timothy oliphant um vinnie jones robert duvall christopher eccleston of course plays the bad guy who went on to play Doctor Who. Um, it's just an amazing cast. And yeah, I just love the action of it. And I think Nicolas Cage is really, really good in it. So yeah, Gone in 60 Seconds is my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. And uh, that's one that, um, yeah, I... so yeah, that, that's one that like a lot of people, they don't give it a chance because it's a remake of such an iconic like Rev Head yeah. movie. Yeah. But it's like that, that one's great. Like the original is great because of like all the real car chases and, and stuff like that. And but that one's really good for its characters. In yeah, the yeah, film. yeah. It, it, yeah, like uh, Vinnie Jones's character never says anything, but yeah, I think you you say um 
one of the parts in uh like film school that they say is like instantly get a sense of what kind of a character Vinnie Jones is when he's working in a morgue and he puts a sandwich on a dead body. I love Christopher Eccleston as well. He's mm. such a psycho in this film. There's that classic line where him and Nicolas Cage are facing off and Christopher Eccleston's got a love for wooden furniture and mm. Nicolas Cage breaks a table and Christopher Eccleston goes nuts and Nicolas Cage turns around and he goes, oh yeah, that's right. You've got something about wood, don't you? <laughs> it's like it's just like <laughs> such a weird thing to have happen in the middle of a fight scene. But yeah, that one, yeah, really did interest me at the time, and I still would go back and watch it. But actually, um, Dave, you and Lee both mentioned Eight Millimeter, and yeah. that's quite an acclaimed film. Like that's yes. been one been wanting to see but at the same time i know i have to be in the mood to watch it oh yeah so yeah. what what are your take on that film it's pretty full-on yeah um and yeah and deep um so basically the storyline is um he's a private detective and a woman finds a video in her husband's collection after he passes away that is labeled as a snuff film and she asks nicholas cage to find out whether it is actually a real snuff film or fake and he gets mixed up in a world of um degeneracy basically oh. perverts and degenerates <laughs> yeah and so, Jacqueline Phoenix it yeah is very dark yeah yeah which is why I know I had to be in the right movie <laughs> yeah, to watch yeah, it <laughs> yeah and it's we and it's kind of interesting now the movies that he's making because like the one I mentioned before color out of space that's based on a Lovecraft um mm. short story oh, um yeah but uh yeah pig I still think that he was very unlucky not to get an Oscar nomination for pig um pig is about a man who's shut himself off from society and he um finds truffles with his pig for mm. restaurants and one day a rival comes to steal his pig and from there you start to learn a whole lot about his life as he goes after these guys that have stolen his pig so yeah it's kind of an interesting film it, that was a good one because it's like it, babe meets it, john wick <laughs> yeah it, it very much is kind of like a john wick one like the, the seedy underbelly of the restaurant scene you know and but there's not actually a lot of violence or action when there's really no like action in it whatsoever it's like he he basically destroys all these people by like breaking them down like in dialogue yeah. like all the people that he goes up against he deconstructs them and like takes them out that way which yep. like i thought was really interesting and they made a documentary as well about the truffle industry because that's where the film came from pig mm. was actually based on the violence that was happening in the truffle world um in europe because <laughs> truffles are like a good farmer can find millions of dollars worth of truffles in a year so there was a whole thing going on where people's pigs and truffle dogs were being killed I and mean, that's where the idea for the film came from so mm. yeah it's a pretty interesting wow. kind of weird film but yeah. he doesn't talk much in it does he at the start no very much like an outsider kind of guy he's yep. he's really just been dragged into this this situation he was just happy being out there in the middle of nowhere hunting for hunting for truffles with his pig <laughs> yeah he's in a lot of different sorts of movies which i think mm. you know he's quite a diverse actor um you know he's in a lot of comic type um yeah he, he's films a big comic well. book fan yeah um, oh yeah but then in a lot of action films and um and 
the people he's worked alongside, you know, he's he's worked along some amazing actors, even the ones we've mentioned um, just recently. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it must be amazing to be able to be one of those actors that gets to work with the best of, at, at the time, the best of your time. Yeah, and I think he's one of those yeah, actors as sure. well that a lot of actors and a lot of directors want to work with as well. Mm. I mean, mm. for every film he's made, there's probably been like, 10 rumors of directors that have wanted him in a film as well so we will leave our Nicolas Cage list right there go and check out some of the films that we've talked about and uh, we'll be back in just a moment on centralcoastradio.com with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 